Hey guys, hope you had a great weekend. Happy Monday. Welcome back to my show. I'm so excited for today's guest. I feel like I've been saying that a lot lately, but I truly have been so excited and honored to have such amazing people want to come on my show and share their stories and their journeys with all of you. So today I have another incredible guest and we talk all things crystals, her healing, chakras, how you truly heal yourself, what real wellness looks like versus what society wants you to think it looks like. And we just dive real deep. I really love this conversation and I hope it empowers you and inspires you to take control of your own life and find your own wellness. And speaking of wellness, I want to remind you guys that I have fallen in love with a wellness company that I've been using for quite a few months now. And if you do want to find about their non-toxic super clean, made in the USA, manufactured in-house products, household, nutrition. They've got beauty. I actually really like their beauty products. They have a whole mix of different products. You guys want to check them out, send me a DM and say you want to know about the wellness company and I will share with you. It's a little bit of a hidden gem, so I don't share the name here. But if you are interested, just DM me or email me and I'm happy to share. And if you guys love this episode, please Make sure you leave a five-star review, write out whatever you want about the show, about someone else would love about the show, or maybe a direct episode or guest. I really appreciate it. I'm at 230 reviews now, so I'm going for my 300 goal for August, so yay. Thank you so, so much. And if you're not already subscribed, please subscribe. Take a screenshot of this episode, tag it on social media, tag me at Ali Levine Design, tag everything with Ali Levine, and we will repost it and share all the love. Thank you so much, guys, and I hope you guys have a great week. And here is Lauren of Yozenity talking all things crystals, healing, and more. Thanks, guys. Bye. This is Everything with Ali Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star. Ali Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well being, all real and raw. Ali interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. Hey, 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 welcome back to Everything with Allie Levine. You guys, I have such an amazing guest with me. I am so excited. She has such an incredible story and I love everything that she is so passionate about. I have Lauren Blackford on and she is a holistic wellness coach and a yoga instructor as well as certified crystal healer. And I wanna tell you guys a little bit about her story. So Lauren, after losing her dad to Alzheimer's disease and going through a divorce to become a solo parent, she went on a mission to learn how to heal herself and others emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Losing her mom just last year to heart disease has doubled down her desire to help herself and others heal themselves, to overcome genetic markers and raise their vibration for the most optimal wellness. As a multi-passionate coach and teacher, she uses nutrition, yoga, lifestyle coaching, crystals, energy, sound, and meditation to help people live their best and most vibrant life. Lauren, welcome to my show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here, Allie. Yeah, so happy to have you and connect with you. And can I just say my heartfelt condolences on both of your parents and all of that. I think it's truly incredible that 
not only that you share that, but that you're also using your gift and, and your own healing and, and evolving to help others, I think is so powerful and incredible. So thank you for that. And yeah, I'm so excited to have you tonight and just to get to talk to about everything. But before we do, why don't you tell me and my audience a little bit more about you than what I kind of shared in your story, how you kind of found this place of really wanting to not only heal yourself, but also really be so passionate to help others and then how you got into all these different roles, you know, in your career that you do now. Sure. Um, so like you mentioned in my bio, I kind of went on a mission to figure out how to um, heal myself, mind, body, and spirit, as well as help others. Um, my upbringing was a very standard American, you know, teaching and, and, and family. And, you know, when I, when I became an adult out in the world, I realized that I didn't really know how to properly take care of myself and my health and well-being. Uh, we were a pretty healthy family. Um, we didn't have a lot of ailments going on when we were young, but then I get out in the world and, you know, my dad um, has a family history of Alzheimer's disease. My grandmother passed away from the same thing and it was early onset, both, both she and my dad had early onset. So once my dad was diagnosed, it was a real big wake up call for me because, um, you know, it's obviously a genetic disposition in our family and I had to figure out, okay, what do I need to do to make sure that I have the most optimal wellness so that perhaps I don't express this genetic marker of Alzheimer's disease. Wow. Um, so, you know, cause watching my grandmother and my father both decline from this horrible insidious disease and watching my mother care for my dad and you know what happened with my mom is the the stress of being a caretaker through her from being I would say a more high functioning alcoholic into a non-functioning alcoholic so we actually ended up having to um, do an intervention with my mom put her into wow. rehab and my dad into a care facility in the same week um, wow. so <laughs> so it was a whole lot of uh, trying to figure out how to care for them and then try to figure out how to care for myself and and help other people you know maybe not have the same experiences that my family went through wow yeah so going through that really kind of it sounds like opened you up to so much more questioning of like how did we get here how am like I here in this situation how do I potentially not get into this situation and so you know then fast forward to you know now you know you work with crystals you know you are mm -hmm. in the healing space you're you know in yoga like you do all these different things did it all kind of just align for you where all these different you know modalities and practices linked up and it was like okay this works or like how did you kind of find your flow in each of these spaces because even for myself i know i told you you know before we connected and you came on like I have gotten into the crystal space, you know, over the last five to seven years, mm -hmm. I've gotten sound frequency in the last year, meditation in the last three to four years. So it's just so interesting to hear other people's journeys and how they find these different, you know, practices and modalities. So I would love for you to share with like, you know, my audience, how you did, and then not only got into it, but then decided, Hey, I want to actually like become an expert in the space and become a coach and do all these things. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, all those different modalities that, that we have discussed, they all have one thing in common and that is vibration. Everything aligns to raise your vibration. And that's, you know, as I, as I call myself multi-passionate, 
I realized that everything that I am drawn to has the ability to raise vibration. So, uh, you know, starting with yoga, that has been my meditation, my anti-anxiety medication, my antidepressant, um, and it has worked to heal my mind and my body and connect me to spirit, which obviously raises vibration. And then when it came to the wellness coaching, you know, I went to nutrition school to become a health coach and right. everything that I put into my body ha has an effect on my vibration and my wellness. And so then you bring in the crystals and that has every effect on your vibration and wellness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've got mine too. Um, I always have all some here. Like I, I always has this big one. Like I, yeah, it's great for a podcast. You guys can't see, but we're pointing at all our uh, crystals we have on. I'm like, yep, got it, got it. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have them on at all times. I feel naked without them. Um, and then, like you mentioned, the sound healing. I've gotten very much into that, and it's actually kind of a funny story how I got into that. My my partner, my boyfriend, is very um, scent sensitive. So whereas I used to burn sage and Palo Santo and incense in the house all the time, now that we live together, that's kind of not um, happening. And so <laughs> I had to find other ways to clear my energy field and clear the energy field of the crystals that I had been using. And so I turned to sound for that, which thankfully has no scent. And so, so I got very much into that. I have a whole set of crystal singing bowls that are aligned to each chakra and um, you know, I'll do some, some sound healing. So, yeah, so everything that I have been drawn to, um, has everything to do with vibration. And as I look at people around me, you know, I look at my own story and I'm like, yeah, I didn't know how to take care of myself. I didn't know how to heal myself. Well, other people don't either. And they may not even be aware that they are unable to find the right way to take care of themselves. I see so many people that are like, I eat right and I exercise, but, uh, uh you know, I still feel sick all the time. And, you know, why I take a holistic approach to my, my coaching is because, you know, I say to people all the time, you can be downing all the smoothies and chomping all the kale you want, but if you're in a crappy job, if you're in a toxic relationship, if your finances are completely out of whack, you're not going to feel good. And so, you know, it's taking that, that whole approach to the, the whole person, what's going on with you, and then use, utilizing all those different modalities to help raise their vibration and, and help shed all of that, all that toxicity so that they feel good. Yeah. Wow. I mean, there's so much goodness that you just shared there. I would love for you to first, like, kind of get into why crystals for you, why they resonate. You know, you just said, like, you feel naked without them you know, you always use them. You always have them like I as well know now too, too. But like, I would love to hear from you really being in that space, like to share with others, especially those that are listening that maybe are like, oh, I do want to try this out. Or I do want to get into the more of this healing space. I do believe we as a collective are shifting our consciousness and, and going up to that higher vibration that you speak to and that higher frequency. And I was telling my husband, I feel like many of us are being challenged and called right now to really focus within on ourselves and stop like ignoring all these things that we've all been ignoring for decades and like actually, you know, focus within. And so I feel like, you know, speaking to crystals first would be awesome for you to kind of just share like why for you, you feel they truly work, what you want others to know, like just let's deep dive into crystals a little bit. And then we'll kind of like go into further what you said with the chakras and like sound, like I would love to get into all things, but like, let's start in, in the crystal world. Yeah. So, so crystals for me are, um, I'm an earth sign. I'm a Virgo. 
and I'm a very much into nature person. I have to, I have to be out in, you know, the grass with my bare feet. And so crystals being from the earth are something that I'm super drawn to. So that's what works for me. And I think for people, if they're interested in crystals, if they're drawn to them at all, maybe identifying those aspects of yourself that may lend toward that. Um, and crystals for me are a tool that I use for my vibration. Like we talked about, everything is about vibration. And I know that you said this before with other guests, like everything is energy. Everything has a vibration. You go down to the atomic level, the protons, the neutrons, and the electrons are constantly in motion. So there's no argument. It's like <laughs> middle school science, not woo-woo, you know, spiritual stuff. Everything I love you vibration. for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's proven facts. <laughs> Everything vibrates. Um, so the way that crystals actually work is the same um, concept as sound healing. If you've heard of sympathetic resonance. So the resonance is the vibrational frequency of an object. Sympathetic resonance is when one vibrating object causes another object to harmonize with or match its vibration when it comes into contact. So the example that's always given with sound healing is tuning forks. If you strike a tuning fork, it starts to resonate. If there's a tuning fork in that room, it will start to vibrate at the same frequency as the first tuning fork without being struck. It just does. And then if you look at how you interact with other people's vibrations, you know, when somebody comes into your space and they're angry and they're just raging, you start to feel uncomfortable because your body is starting to match pitch <laughs> with that person's energy. And uh, you know, on the same token, when you listen to a guided meditation, the voice is always slow and calm. And, you know, cause otherwise you're not gonna get into that calm meditative space. So the sympathetic resonance works for pretty much every vibrational space. And so that's how crystals work. You know, each crystal has a different atomic structure which gives it a different frequency, which is why, you know, clear quartz is an amplifier, but lapidolite is for calming. They all have a different structure. So when you come into their space, your vibration is trying to harmonize with these crystals and their properties. So again, it just goes back to like middle school science. You're just one vibrating object trying to harmonize with the vibrating objects around you, including the crystals. So that's, that's my basic, you know, here's how crystals work and why they work. Would you, do you want me to get into like different kinds? Um, For sure. Yeah. Whatever you want to kind of like deep dive into. I love that you're getting more into the vibrations because it's funny, like I've had, you know, obviously other people speak to crystals on my show and it's been more about like how you were just saying like, you know, this is for calming or this is for clearing and like, mm -hmm. that's incredible. But it's like, let's be real for the most part, people can like Google it or duct tape it or whatever and right. read about like what, you know, Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't feel good. So I'm going to try this one, but like actually getting into it, right? Like what you're speaking to right now, like it really getting into like why you gel with that crystal, why you're holding onto it, why you're wearing it, like why you're vibing with it is because of what you're speaking to. So I would, yeah, I would love for you to go like deep dive into what you're wanting to get into. Yeah, so, you know, if, if there's somebody that's wanting to get into crystals um, and they don't know where to start, the first thing I would tell you is grab yourself a clear quartz. 
That is your master healer crystal. That is the mama of all of them. And, um, you know, it's actually, you can program a clear quartz for any sort of healing property that you want. That's a really cool thing about clear quartz. You can basically just, and I'm holding up a clear quartz in front of the camera here. You can sit with it and say, I want to work with you to um, calm my anxiety. And you sit with that intention and that clear quartz feels your vibration. Again, let's go back to that science of the vibration and it will actually take on that property that you want it to, to work with it. Wow. So I know that with clear quartz, I know clear quartz is clearing, but I didn't know it could take on essentially any vibration, like any intention, any vibration. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, so that this is your first, this is your baby. <laughs> your first, your first crystal is the clear quartz. Um, a lot of crystals that you can use for, um, so the quartz crystals are probably your, your mainstay. So there's the clear quartz, there's rose quartz, which is one of my favorites. So that is for your self love and all kinds of love. So if you need to feel the love, if you're feeling a little bit lonely or sad, or just not feeling good about yourself, get yourself some rose quartz. That's going to be, you know, the best thing for you. And then citrine is your moneymaker. So if you need, <laughs> if you need a little amping up in the financial department or even the confidence department, because citrine is your solar plexus chakra crystal that you want to focus on. So if you need confidence or abundance, that's, that's your jam. And then you got your amethyst, which is your crown chakra, open yourself up to calming and healing and, um, you know, bring down the anxiety. That's your jam. I love that. Those, those are like the, the intro to crystals, crystals. <laughs> those are the ones that I really like to recommend to people who are just getting started. But um, there's, I mean, there's so many different ways to work with crystals. And I know some people just don't, anytime I give somebody a crystal there, I don't know what to do with this. What do I totally. do with it? Totally. So I like, to, you know, you and I are talking about wearing our crystals. That to me is the best thing to do. I always have crystals in my pocket. Um, and I always, no matter what I have in my pocket, I always have a clear quartz in each pocket because not only is it programmable, but it is also an amplifier of the energy of everything around it. Mm -hmm. So you add clear quartz to any other crystal and that crystal's properties are amplified. And who doesn't want that? So, um, so wearing them is a great thing to do. What I like to do is I meditate with crystals. And my favorite shape to use is a sphere. The crystal spheres, they radiate the energy and properties in all directions. So 360 degrees in every way. Whereas the ones that are pointed are more directional. So I like to hold a sphere in each hand when, while I meditate. It's also a nice shape to hold because, you know, the hand rounds around it. Um, and so, and so the energy is just all around. And then I actually end up getting a lot of different um, healings and messages in meditation through these crystals. You know, it's something that uh, it's a little more woo woo, but um, you know, I, when I meditate with lipidolite, actually sometimes my parents come through. Oh. That's the thing that happens. And um you know, so, so meditating with them, holding them close, and then just keeping them in your space. 
Um, I think a good thing to know about crystals is where to keep them in your space. I made a lot of mistakes when I was first collecting them that I have corrected. I used to keep all my crystals in my bedroom on my nightstand, no matter what they were. And <laughs> okay, so I'm going to tell you that there's certain crystals that you should keep on your nightstand and certain ones that you definitely do not want. Yep. I learned that too. A few years ago. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so, so the crystals that you do want on your nightstand for good sleep, sodalite is wonderful. Lipidolite is amazing. And one that I have just recently incorporated is um, chevron amethyst or dream amethyst. They're interchangeable, it's the same thing. And that actually has helped me with a lot of dream recall, which I love. So my dreams have been really vivid since putting dream amethyst on my nightstand. And that's- oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I kind of accidentally started because I was like, oh, I want an amethyst on my nightstand and it happened to be a dream amethyst. And ever since, <laughs> it's wow. been a wild ride. That's um, so cool. And yeah. the, 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 I actually, honestly, and for knowing quite a bit about crystals, I actually don't know about the first two that you mentioned. Um, so could you explain a little bit more about those? Sure. Sodalite is is a blue, um, sometimes it has different colors in it, like white and whatnot. If you know lapis lazuli, I never pronounce it right. So lapis is sodalite plus pyrite. That's what makes the gold flecks in lapis. Uh, oh, okay. So, so if you know lapis, you know sodalite, just, it just doesn't have the pyrite flecks in it. Okay. So sodalite is um, third eye chakra. So that helps with your intuition. And then lipidolite is one of my favorites. So lipidolite is actually the crystal form of lithium, basically. It has a lot of lithium content in it. So if you know, you know, lithium is used in a lot of, you know, um, you know, emotional balance medications. Um, so basically if you need a little anti-anxiety, if you need calming, lipidolite is your jam and it's beautiful. It's a purple crystal. It's for your crown chakra. So it helps you also connect to spirit. Um, so that's a really good one to have on the nightstand. I have a little pyramid on my nightstand and when I can't sleep, I just kind of reach over and rub it a little bit. <laughs> it helps calm me down. I love it. Yeah, I know. I see your gorgeous, again, great for a podcast. I see your, your gorgeous tower also with your beautiful crystals back there too. So I could see how you surround them in your space and everything. And, and uh, I love that. I know it's funny, like we just moved into our home in Tennessee and I'm missing like my big amethyst. I'm missing my rose quartz. I'm missing like my blue lapis. Like I'm missing those that are like, I normally like around me cause they're like bigger and I have them mm -hmm. like coming here that find like in my crystal like bracelets and like on my necklace. Like I always have them on me wearing wise. But it's funny for me, like years ago, when I first met, like when I now become a very good friend of mine and my work within business, but Heather of Love 13, who creates these, like she years ago was the first one to kind of really introduce it to me. And I had lost my grandmother and I was having a really hard time. And she was like, you should just put these on and wear these. And I was like, okay, and they're, they're beautiful. So it's like hard to say no to like, oh yeah, like gorgeous gems and like diamonds on my wrist. Like, why would I not? Right. Think about the actual like, you know, potency and what you're speaking to the vibrations. And it's funny, like in the beginning, I really didn't get it. And then over time, I started kind of seeing things. And I started also like feeling I was like feeling her more. And there was just so much going on. And I really honestly, Lauren, didn't like connect the dots that it was crystals for quite some time. And then it was kind of like, oh, but then when I'm wearing these, like you said, the amplification. And then she kind of started putting like little bugs in my ear. And 
I just started seeing more and more and I started aligning with different people that also were in that space and it was like oh there is like there's amplifying here there is this like raising a vibration and then it was like more and more and more and then like when I started getting into them and then realizing what I was choosing to put on the intentions I was putting on like it just came everything and it's funny even my husband who is not woo woo like at all whatsoever and like I've slowly teeny teeny tiny just gotten him into it and he has one like you know bracelet that he wears as a couple croissant and he wears it all the time he loves wearing it I don't think he fully understands why he loves wearing it but he totally does and so it's just so interesting when you spoke to it like that amplification and the raising of the frequency and the vibration and what that does and so I think a good thing that to talk about would be like someone is listening right now right and they're like all right you had me as far as like the science behind it. And like, I want to maybe pick one up and try this, but like, let's be real. What you guys are talking about at this point to me is just complete woo-woo. Like it's over my head. Crystal's talking to you. Like, you know, this, that, and the other thing. I mean, I know even my own mom, like there was something that was said and my cousin said to me and I repeated it. My mom was like, the crystal said what to her? Like she literally thought like I was insane. That my cousin was insane. And then had to laugh and chuckle the myself because I'm like, she just doesn't get it. And that's fine. But, you know, you do, obviously, this is your space. So talk a little bit about that and like how people can kind of further understand that. Because I feel like, again, especially now where we are as a collective, it's really important for people to start to hone in on this more and understand it and at least be open to receiving it and, and, and you know, having the right intention going into this. Yeah, well, I think, you know, the being open to receiving it is is the key. But like you said, you didn't connect the dots right away, but then you realized. I think a lot of the work we do with crystals is about just experiencing it. You know, I can talk about the science all the live long day, but you're not going to know what that means until you hold that crystal in your hand and you feel something. And not everybody is going to feel the same thing with, with you know, the same crystal. Some people really are attracted to some and some people are repelled by some. I mean, Moldavite is that one like line of demarcation where you either love it or you can't even be around it. It makes you sick. <laughs> I have a friend like that. She was like, someone gave it to her and she was like, get this a frick out of my house. And she gave it to me and I was like, I love it. And she was like, it's awful. And I was like, it's so funny. Like, I don't feel that way at all. So I know what you're talking about. That and um, what is it? Selenite is another one. Um, well, tectite's the other, like, what, whatnot, um, that from the, sorry, it's, uh, uh non-terrestrial. Those right. are the two that right. are like, you know, um, selenite, I, I have, haven't heard of anybody that doesn't like selenite. Um, that to me is, it, is, is it, is it like, I guess maybe not doesn't like, but I think it's like, I've heard some people say like, it's like sensitive, like they're sensitive with it. Okay. Um, yes, it's so with all the different crystals, it's really like how you interact with it. It's your own unique vibration interacting with the unique vibration of the crystal. It's not going to be the same thing for everybody. Just like the same diet doesn't work for everybody. Just like the same amount of sleep doesn't work for everybody. You know, there's no, there's no pat answer of this is going to absolutely do this for you, which is why I always use intuition to choose the crystals that work for me. Like Go with what appeals to you. If your favorite color is purple, get a bunch of purple crystals because that's what you're drawn to. By the way, color therapy works in the same way with the vibration and the sympathetic resonance. So that's another thing <laughs> that I work with as well. Um, but just go with what you're drawn to and then see how it feels. You're the only one that can say like, this is what this crystal does for me. Um, 
you know, and, and it may work for you and it may not. And, you know, that's fine. There are things that work for some that don't work for others. There are some people that, you know, just really, really love um, carnelian, but carnelian is one of those things where it is a very powerful stone and might be too much for some people. They call it the, um, sorry, they call it the um, caffeine crystal. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's another one. Don't keep that in the bedroom, <laughs> but it's also the sexy time crystal. So keep it for the sexy time and then remove it when it's sleep time. <laughs> Just I, I have to I'll have to look that one up. I actually don't really know that one. That that one and um that um what was I already forgot the name. I'll be writing this all down when I when I go to reproduce this podcast. Um what was the first one you said? The um uh with an S. Why am I spacing? The sodalite. Sodalite, yes, yeah. Like from what you told me, I kind of know what it is, but like for a reason, I can't remember the name. That sounds like now I have to look into that one and then the Cornelian one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cornelian is orange and it is your sacral chakra, which is your center of joy, creativity, and sexuality. So that's the one that opens you up to the flow. Like that's when you keep it in your office so that you get into that creative flow, but uh, don't keep it by your bedstand because it'll keep it <laughs> I love it. Well, you spoke about, I know you love to speak about chakras and you also just mentioned color therapy. Can you kind of get into the, those, those two C's as we move through the C's, the crystals, color therapy, like, you know, chakras, um, you know, I would love for you to kind of further explain. Cause again, like, I feel like a lot of times people hear these words and they just think, woo woo. They just think like, oh, I don't get it. It can't resonate. And like what you just spoke to, I think was so beautiful of how you just spoke about the crystals and how it relates about your vibration and how, you know, what I love about what you shared with, you know, compared to other people I've spoken to had on my show, you know, everyone has a different way, obviously looking at crystals. What I love that you shared is like, it's really about how it vibrates for you. It's how it resonates for you, what you're drawn to, that's what you should go to. Not just because someone says, oh, you should check out this crystal. It really should be what resonates with you, whether you're drawn to it because of the aesthetic and the color, whether you're drawn to it because of the actual energy and vibration, you don't realize it, whatever that pull is, that's mm -hmm. why you should grab it. So anyone that's listening, if you're like thinking of diving into it, keep that in mind. So I'd love for you to kind of take that step further and like share a little bit more about the chakras and of course the color therapy that you just mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. So chakras, for those who don't know, are basically uh, spinning wheels of light and energy in, on, along your, your spinal column. So um, starting at the base of your spine, which is where your root chakra is, that is your center of safety and security. And that is, that is the color red. So that when you're seeking out red and also black, black crystals also relate to the root chakra as well. It's all interconnected. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but when you're seeking out red, you're seeking out safety. Think about a stop sign. Think about how um, fast food joints always use the color red because that's for food and hunger. So that is your base of security. Mm -hmm. um, and then moving up to just below your navel is the sacral chakra. So that, as I mentioned, is your root of joy, creativity, and sexuality. That's the color orange. That's where your reproductive organs are. So it's all interconnected to your, to your body and the parts of your body. Moving up to um, your solar plexus, so just above the navel, that, that's your solar plexus chakra, that's yellow, that's your center of courage, vulnerability. 
and your personal power. So yellow is what you wanna go towards when you're trying to shine your light like the sun. Um, and then moving up to your heart chakra, that color is actually green. A lot of people want it to be pink <laughs> because of like love, um, but that's, that's green and that's your center of, of love and healing and forgiveness. And then moving up to your throat, that's the base of your throat, that is a beautiful like light blue color. And you know, that is your center of authenticity and self-expression, excuse me. And then moving up to your third eye. So just in the middle of your forehead, that color is more of an indigo. And you'll notice that this is the colors of the rainbow as we go up. Um, and that's your center of um, intuition and wisdom. And then moving to the top of your head is the crown chakra, which is purple. And that's your connection to spirit. So all of those colors, when you are feeling drawn to them or associate with them, I, I advise that there's something going on in that center of your life that needs attention. So that's why I say, if you're feeling the color red, if you really wanna wear the color red, or if you're drawn to it, then you need a little bit more safety and security. If you're drawn to green, you're looking for some healing and some love. You know, if you're drawn to purple, you're trying to connect with spirit. So the color, the chakras and the crystals are all interconnected. And if these spinning wheels of light that are inside your body seem a little bit woo woo, it's a very similar um, structure to Chinese acupuncture. It's basically aligning energy. So a chakra healing is the same concept as acupuncture and acupressure. It's all just aligning energy within the body. That's a really dope comparison because I've had acupuncture several times this last year was when I was pregnant with Arlie and I was blown away by the experience of it. I'd heard about it for so long and never done it. I was such a baby and I was like, oh guys, I'm afraid. I, like, I was too like nervous to do it. And then I finally was having such a hard time in my pregnancy that I was like, especially because, you know, lockdown and all the craziness. It was like, I couldn't get out. I couldn't move because I was so big. And so I was like, I'm going to get acupuncture, you know, and I did it for like the last like month. And not only did it help me go into labor, but it was like so healing and helpful with like what you're just saying of like that alignment and being able to like really balance out what was going on with me and obviously my baby. And so that's so cool that you like are putting that, like I love that you're kind of bringing it back to a place where people can kind of understand it more of like, okay, if you've had acupuncture, if you had acupressure, like you know what this is, it's the same kind of alignment and, you know, system of setting it up. It's just essentially like within you. Mm -hmm, exactly. And like you said, I think people are more apt to, okay, acupuncture, there's, there's a physical process to it. Yes. There's a doing of it. And, and now it's more widely accepted as an alternative healing modality. And so that you just move it a little bit to the, to the next level of, you know, energy work. And that's right. all chakra healing is, is energy work. It's just laying your hands or crystals or something else to move that energy versus needles in your skin. Right. Well, and you're right, right? It's like when you can physically see it, I was guilty of this for so long. And finally, in the last few years, become way more open to it. I think, especially as I became a mom, I started becoming way more spiritually open and aligned and seeing things very differently. But I think you're right. It's like so many of us, especially because society's told us it has to be physical touch. It has to be this to be real. It can't just be 
what we're, you know, like think we're seeing or what we think we're feeling because we've been taught for so long not to feel. So it's like so interesting when you say that of like, hey, compare it to this because that is something that you can feel. That is something that you can actually see the results and then know it's the same idea of what's going on within you actually on a way more amplified level if you actually like felt into it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so I'm, you know, and so it makes sense from what you're speaking to. I love what you're sharing because it really makes sense how it ties into Lauren, like what you speak to of like that holistic way of health. Like it's not just about, like you said, all the green drinks and all the smoothies and all the kale and all these things that people are doing and even exercise. It's like, there's so much within the alignment of the energy and our chakras and all these things that like we neglect because we think like, well, hey, I'm doing all the green juices and I'm jumping on the treadmill and I'm doing this and doing that but somehow I don't feel fulfilled still, or somehow I still feel like shit because my mind is filled with like horrible thoughts or limiting beliefs, or I'm in a toxic relationship, or like you said, the list goes on and you sit there and wonder like, well, why is this happening? Because I'm doing all these other things, but you're right. Like there is so much more to it. And, and I can say in my own life, you know, I, you know, I was telling Justin, you know, like, you know, Lauren's boyfriend guys, who was a previous guest on my show. And, you know, I was telling him, you know, so much of like my own healing and journey came from my postpartum depression came from what I went through, you know, with my traumatic birth and all these different things and having to go through those healings for myself to like really understand how much healing I actually needed and how much I was neglecting in my own body from, you know, the crown all the way down to sacral and all the things that like weren't really ever being fulfilled or noticed like when you were saying in the beginning of this like you you know had a healthy quote-unquote life but were you really healthy like were you really doing all these things to fulfill yourself and to be like but I'm actually healthy and you know I tell my husband all the time like meditation in my life breath work sound frequency like gratitude all these different things that I've changed like it's been a game changer in my life I've never felt more healthy in my life and it, and it cracks me up because I was skinnier years ago I was you know way more like on like salads and you know just laying out in the sun and getting you know vitamin d and and you know taking like cold shower just all these different things that I was like so into that I thought was like that was the quote-unquote you know healthy thing and it's like now I'm like wow I may be a, like a little bit you know like overweight I'm a little bit like not as small as I was and I'm not really necessarily eating everything healthy and I'm kind of a little bit more in the moderation but somehow I feel the healthiest I've ever been since falling into this so I love that you speak to that holistic piece of health. Yeah, well it's so funny because you know you talk about all those things that you were doing those are all things that people told you would make you healthy right? Right that's right. And that's why I, the approach that I take is a very custom individualized approach because again, downing all the smoothies, maybe smoothies are not actually good for your individual makeup. Uh, you know, maybe kale does not work for you and, and maybe you need a little bit of fat. Maybe you need a little bit of, you know, all the other things that people tell you are quote unquote unhealthy. Right. But it's, everybody is so unique that, you know, one person's food is another person's poison. And it works the same with your lifestyle as well. You know, we were, we're taught that we should live this kind of life and we should eat this kind of way. And we should, you know, earn this kind of money and do this kind of job. And, and it's, it's so counterintuitive to how unique we are as individuals. And, you know, it's, it's so interesting that you say you feel the healthiest you've ever been because you're finally living your unique needs 
and giving yourself what you need. And that's what I love seeing. And that's why I love coaching because I've been doing that myself. It took me, you know, losing my dad, getting a divorce and becoming a solo parent to figure out what I really needed to feel good. Yeah. You know, and that happened. I was in my mid thirties when all that, you know, went down and now I'm finally living my best life at 41 and feeling great. You know, like you said, maybe I have a few pounds, but you know, I'm having a good summer and I'm enjoying my life and I feel really healthy and strong because I'm giving my body what it needs. Right. And I'm sure too, like, you know, your mind is also like way more clear and you feel that lightness, right? Like I think about years ago, how I always felt like heavy, even when I was like thriving in my career and I was loving all the things that I was doing, I just always had this like heavy feeling. And I, I haven't had that heavy feeling in like maybe two years now. And it's like, wow, like that can't just be all of a sudden a shift that happened. Like that came from what you speak to, like really giving you what you need and doing that for you and you're right it's like we're told what is quote-unquote healthy we're told what is going to work and I love that you said that it's like everyone is an individual makeup we're all totally different people even though they want to tell everybody that they're all the same and it's like we are all totally different makeups and so it's like if you embrace who you are as an individual and embrace you know how we are like you said all energy and light and we're all different types of energy and light like you are going to need different things. Different things are going to work for you. They're not going to work for someone else. And so when you subscribe to like one channel and say, Hey, which I was doing for so long, I'm like, this is what society says I should be doing. It's not necessarily going to work for you. And actually I think for most people it doesn't work. It's like more just like this program of like what they want you to do, but it's not actually doing anything for you. And it's actually kind of like you said, the counteractive of like what you should be doing intuitively. And so I think that's a really good segue of like, for you, when you speak about the healing, you know, that losing your family, losing so much, becoming a solo parent, like when you decided to step into your own healing, what would you share with others? Cause that's going to be a whole nother episode, but like, what would you share with others that like, you would want them to know that like, if they're in this place or they're in a place where they're in a dark space and they have a lot going on where they just feel like they can't catch a break. They feel like they don't know what's up, what's down. They don't know how to even work on themselves. What would you share of how you kind of started your healing journey and you want them to know now, because like you said, you're living your best life 41. You look amazing. You're glowing. You have such a light about you. Like you'll never know you were 41. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what, what would you share for others? Because I honestly think it's so inspiring. And I think it's so important because I do believe again, as a collective, we're doing a lot of healing work right now. Yes. And, and I think the first thing is to become incredibly self-aware um, and, and getting really honest with yourself. I mean, we all have a lot of BS and shadow work to do. And, you know, so, so I began my journey of being really super honest with myself where I wasn't showing up for myself, where things were toxic for me. And it gets hard to, to get brutally honest with yourself because sometimes when we're stuck in a cycle, People don't want to admit where they need to make shifts because it can be hard. Leaving a good job is hard. Leaving a marriage is hard. I mean, I had to make that hard decision to look at my you know, ex-husband in the eye and say, I can't be married to you anymore. This is not working. And walk away from that into a life that at the beginning was harder. <laughs> but you know, through that, I learned how to take care of myself, how to heal myself. And, you know, I, you mentioned, you know, with, with your, your birth, you know, it's, it's usually a trauma 
that forces you to, you know, usually you have to fall on your ass <laughs> to look yourself in the eye, right? Um, so <laughs> it's it's interesting when my mom passed away last year, I knew that when my dad had died, I did not deal with my grief because I became pregnant with my daughter immediately. She's my grief baby. And then I, you know, I moved across the country right after she was born and I was, I was just too busy. I didn't fully grieve. And so when my mom died last year, I was like, okay. And I said to Justin, I'm like, I'm going to do this right. And I immediately just started facing my feelings. I had a complex relationship with my mom. So there were a lot of feelings that came up when she died. And I immediately sought out different healers, different, you know, I started seeing shaman. I started doing journeying, super woo-woo, not for everybody, but that was the journey that I went on and decided to go energetic versus, you know, sitting and talking to a therapist. But it allowed me to unearth all kinds of stuff. And so I've been in that cycle of doing shadow work and I feel amazingly light and I understand myself better. So I think for people who are just stuck, you have to become super hyper brutally self-aware and then find people to help you move forward and move through these feelings versus stuffing them down for years because they're going to come back up. I mean, my mom's death brought up all the things I didn't feel about my dad. So I was mourning both my parents at the same time. Um, so it's, it's really getting hyper self-aware and then do find the tools, techniques, and people, coaches, healers, therapists, whatever you need. I call the people that I work with my soul team. I was like, you all are helping me out of this situation, helping me feel through this and heal through this. Cause you have to feel it to heal it. I know it's a very cliche thing to say, but it so is. It is absolutely true. And I, you know, I'm living proof of that because I didn't for so long and now I'm feeling it. <laughs> Hear you. I know. I, I, I feel you. It, it, and it's interesting. You said about the trauma, you know, that was a thing. It was like, I went through major trauma in my birth, my daughter, and it, it really did it unearth so much. And it went into a heavy postpartum depression and all these things I never expected to experience becoming a new mom. But then I realized like, I never really dealt with what you said, like the grief of losing my grandmother, who was very much like my best friend, like another mom to me. And I never really like actually dealt with was I was too busy styling. I was too busy being busy and not dealing with anything and just focusing on my career and not doing anything else, but like focus on other people. Don't focus on yourself. And then all of a sudden it all came up, you know, when my daughter was born and it was like, just like you said, it was like this snowball effect of like, you didn't deal with this. You knew this, by the way, you didn't deal with that. By the way, from high school, you didn't deal with that. Like it was just like a fucking mountain of like, oh my God, you know? And so I love that you shared that because I think like what you said that being hyper aware and being really honest with yourself is so, so, so important. And, you know, when you start doing that work, right. And you speak about this shadow work and you speak about, you know, different people you sought out and wouldn't help you with that. What would you share for others that are listening that are like, yeah, I don't even know where to begin with like the quote unquote work. Cause I have this conversation a lot with even friends of mine who I'm like, look, I love you, but you have a lot of work to do. Like, and I mean that in the most loving way possible because I've been there and I'm still doing it. So like, what would you share for others that like you'd want them to know and on a basic level of like what it means to essentially do the work and become hyper aware to work on yourself? And like I mentioned, I think it's finding the people that can help you because I knew I needed to do work and didn't know where to begin. And I had a conversation with a friend and she said, oh, I've been working with this shaman doing this journeying and it's unearthing childhood traumas. And I'm like, ding, 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 ding. That's what I need. So start talking to people. 
start talking about, you know, I'm, I'm looking for someone to help me do this. There's always somebody who knows somebody that's going to be available to help you with these things. Um, and if you don't know, go to the internet and Google. Like I went the energetic route because I knew that's what I, I wanted. You know, focus on what intuitively you think you want. If it's sitting on a therapist's couch, then go, go find one. Okay. Hypnotherapy sounds good to you. You know, it's, it's using your intuition. I knew I needed, you know, energetic work to do some deeper, you know, spiritual healing. And so that's the direction I went in. I, I think, again, it's being hyper self-aware and asking, what do I need? And then how can I go find that? because everybody needs something different. Like we talked about, everybody is super unique. And so not everybody is gonna go the shaman energy healer route that I went. Um, but, you know, I think everybody needs some help. You know, we, we all pride ourselves in being so super independent, but we're not built that way. Our society is not supposed to be as isolated as it is. We are supposed to be a village. We are supposed to reach out and ask for help. For some reason, we've become that society that seems to shame that, which I think is bananas because it goes against our entire bioenergetic makeup. <laughs> we are supposed to be communal. We're supposed to help each other. Well, we are one, right? So we I, are one. As a collective, we are one. So, and I, I love you for saying that because I know I've had that conversation with so many people. I'm like, this is what we're dealing with. We're unearthing right now in the world is like, this constant trauma and people don't realize it. They just want to keep going and just like, oh, it's all fixed. Put the bandaid on it. We're moving forward. And it's like, we're not fixing anything. We just keep putting it all down and not actually doing the work and just moving forward. And I agree with you. It's like, we are all one. There is, you know, and society tells us to be, you know, competitive and to be comparing and not to work together and not to this, not that. And and it, it really couldn't be further from the truth. There is like what you said, there's so much gold in that. And, and there's such a gem in that because I've been telling everyone that I'm like, I think the blessing of the pandemic, in my opinion, I've gotten a lot of shit for this, but I believe it's the fact that it's forced people to come together in ways that they never would have before. And it's forced people to have conversations like this they wouldn't have had before. And it's really unearthed so much shit and, and continues to, because it has to, you know? Yeah. And and I, I tell everyone, I'm like, I really, I truly believe a lot of it is a blessing. I know it's a lot that has been obviously awful and a lot that's been hard, but I do believe that there is so much change coming in our consciousness, in the collective, there's so much happening. And this is all like the work that you speak of and the trauma that we were talking about as individuals is really what we're going through as a world. Mm -hmm. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And, and it's been, you're right. Yes. Yeah, so the pandemic itself and, and the lives lost is, is tragic, but the, the shifts that we have made as humanity and as society has been really fascinating to see. You know, the pivots that we've made, we were isolated and quarantined, but we all came together. Yep. And that I feel like, you more know- More than ever before, more, yeah. even, more than before when we were isolated that we came together. I know it's wild, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, there's still some, a lot of division and strife and vitriol and whatnot, but that's the unearthing. That's the, right. know, that's the shadow work yeah. that we're doing as a collective. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta surface that stuff and then you gotta move through it. And, and you gotta so optimize through it and go through, right? I know I was saying this to a friend of mine the other day, she's like, there's just still so much going on and there's so much, and I'm like, look, this all has to come up for it to never happen again, for it to all go. Because we've just like what you spoke to, you know, in my, in myself, of like our individual trauma work, our own, you know, shadow and everything. It's like, 
you just let it sit and you let it sit and it builds and builds and builds. It's the same thing in our society. We let everything just sit and build and build and build. And now we wonder like, how did we get here? And it's like, was that really a question? Like, you know, it's like when you're awake and aware, obviously, as we are having this conversation, like you realize like, oh my gosh, of course, this is how we got here. Like now we have to actually work through this and and, and fix this and move forward so this doesn't happen again. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so you, you know, Lauren, as a coach and like, you know, you are so passionate in so many spaces, like, you know, what would you share? Cause you've been through so much, right. And you've had so much of a healing journey and continue to do the work and continue to show up for yourself and others. Like, what is it like now going from where Lauren was before when you were obviously in a very hard place and, and you know, had lost and then became a soul parent, so many shifts to now where you are now, where you are living your best life. You are authentically showing up as you, you are, you know, shining your light, getting to do all these things that, you know, you love and helping others and doing that. What would you share for others who are listening to this, who are where Lauren was in the beginning and what would you want them to know with where Lauren is now? So the first thing I would say is figure out how to love yourself. I was not somebody who experienced self-love. It's just not something that we were taught. I was taught that my self-worth resided in someone else's opinion of me. And that's... (laughs) That's, you know, how I got into, you know, the, the pain and the trauma that I did. And I realized finally after my divorce and chasing love and approval from others that I needed to do the work to find love for myself. And I did that. And it was kind of one of those aha moments where I just kind of stood up and was like, I love myself. I really do. And I mean it. And, and, and that to me has shifted everything in my life because now I move forward from a place of, I don't need someone else's love. I don't need someone else's approval. I like it. I don't need it. And then you start to make decisions from a place that, that works for you. And that fits your journey and your needs and your goals. And then you align yourself with people who are similar. You know, you start to shed a lot of people when you start to do the work. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yes. Yes. You shed a lot of people, but then you start to attract those people who align with your energy. And that's what you want to surround yourself with. You know, those people that are on that same path as you, not the people who are telling you that's not right. Don't do that. You should do this. You shouldn't do that. You got to find the people who cheerlead you. So if you're in a difficult space, find a way to love yourself. And honestly, Sometimes you got to fake it till you make it. <laughs> That's how I did it. It's like, you just keep, keep loving on yourself, do a lot of self-care, a lot of, you know, affirmations and, and give yourself everything that, that you need and that you haven't been getting. And then eventually you're going to fall in love with yourself and then everything is going to shift from there. So that's number one, I would say. And then just the being hyper self-aware is, is another very important thing. I can't stress that enough because you are not going to sift through your stuff. You're not going to fix your life. If you're not being honest with yourself about where you actually are. Um, you know, that, those are, those are the two things. Be super honest with yourself and find self-love and the rest kind of naturally starts to come. I mean, the you vibration, have to right? The vibration, yes, the vibration raises. Whole, says whole show is like the vibration, the frequency, like that you're right. It's like, I realize that too. It's like when you shift, everything else starts to shift. Everything starts to level up. All of a sudden 
you're attracting at that level. And, 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 and I, I had that moment of like, oh, wow, I'm not even doing anything to do this now. It's just happening when it's like what you speak to because you've created it around you, right? And because you're in such a vibration of love on yourself, everything else is attracting to that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, granted, it will attract, but you still have to do the work. I mean, I have worked my butt off to build this life. I know you have as well. It's once you find that path that you want to go down, you got to go at it and you've got to build it and you've got to take it because we just get this one line. Well, we can go into a whole other topic about that, but let's just stick to that for now. We just get this one life. Um, you know, and you get this and, one human form and on this life. Correct. Yes. Thank you. Um, but you know, it's it's you gotta go after it. And, you know, some people start young and some people are midlife before they go after it, but it's never too late. But, you know, it's really just go after it. Go after that life that you want because there's no reason you shouldn't. Oh, so powerful. Lauren, I love this conversation. It truly lit me up. Thank you so much for sharing so much of your real raw self, your own healing journey, what you're doing for others, especially right now. I think it's so amazing. Kim, yourself out. Tell us where we can find you and follow you. If someone want to be coached by you, all the good stuff, share it here. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been such a wonderful conversation. I'm so glad we connected. Um, so my, my brand is Yozenity. So my website is yozenity.com. It's Y-O-Z-E-N-I-T-Y. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, Yozenity with Lauren. And on my website, you can find um, how to work with me with coaching, how to find out more about the retreat that I co-host that's happening in New Orleans in October. You have to go find it because it's awesome. Um, and then also I have available right now, my Yozenity Nutritional Reset Program on my website. It's a three day, it's like the anti-cleanse cleanse because I don't really do the juicing anymore. It's too much, of, too much of a pain in the butt for me and it just doesn't work for me. So this is like three days of real food that'll help get you reset so that you start creating healthy foods again if you've fallen off the wagon. It's like if you've been on vacation and you've been eating all the all the rich foods and you need to get back to, to eating right, this is your reset program. And if you use the code Allie Levine, you get $10 off. Awesome. We love a good discount code. Guys, everything will be in the show notes. Lauren, thank you so much for being here, guys. There were so many gems this. I hope you had your pad and paper out or your notes in your phone. We're writing this down. If there's anything you took away from this, truly do the work. Allow yourself to heal. Self-love is everything. How Lauren said to fall in love with yourself. I just love that. And I felt that. And really raise your vibration, guys. We all deserve it. And we that's our birthright of being here. So Lauren, thank you so, so much. Until here's the next time, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Everything with Allie Levine. If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe. Tune in weekly for new episodes and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired.